0: Hello and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. We're ready to dive into the deep end of running a creative business, the joys, the sorrows, and the shit no one wants to talk about. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, a traveling wedding photographer and coach for creative business owners who scaled two businesses while single parenting, so I know it doesn't always go as planned. Hold on to your seats as we explore what wholeness looks like within your creative journey and how growth doesn't always come in the ways we expect. Well, hi, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I'm so excited today to have my friend, Nikisha Hidalgo of Nikisha King Design House. And we decided that we're going to talk about fear and failure and some of the things that go along with growth and the things that hold us back. And Nikisha is so kind and generous in the way that she approaches these conversations. So I'm really excited to have you today um, and would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit more to the audience.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. Hello, everyone out there. My name is Nikisha. I am the founder and chief business officer of Nikisha King Design House. We are a brand that works with our creative in the invent industry. We work with our business owners, women business owners, and supporting them. And as a result of our being in their lives, we just create an experience for our planners so things can be easier for them. We take a little plate or a little slice off their plate by doing all their full design and stationery for their couples. And with our female business owners, oh, we take that extra chip that they carry because one of it, it is fear. And as we know, fear comes from the unknown, right? Anytime I don't know what's coming or I don't know what's happening, I am scared, right? And there's so many of us as business owners, as individuals, as parents, Um, we have that fear that's deeply embedded in us too because we also get things from the people who love us the people who raise us right they definitely teach us how to protect ourselves but it's always fear based right it's not from information based and fear is just a lack of knowledge of not knowing something not knowing what the outcome is sometimes we go down that dark place of oh i could end up on the street if my business don't make it right um So today, I think I'm really excited about this because when I get to be open, I get to share what we think is a failure or not being successful. I get to share my story with you guys. Um, And I enjoy doing this because I think it's so important, especially for females, to understand that there is no such thing as failure. And I really want to hopefully help you see that um, just by reframing it, just by working out how we can look at it and to let you know what's on the other side, because I am on the other side and it's amazing.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to dive into this topic. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you want to define a failure and fear and kind of what those mean for you and what coming to that conclusion or, you know, coming to that definition has been for you? Yes,
1: So in prior years, I've been in business for 13 years. So in my earlier years, how I would define fear is one, not knowing. And other than not knowing, I'm creating an illusion. I'm creating this future thought, right? So of course, when I started business, I'm like, okay, when I started business, I don't even know what I thought when I started my business. But all I saw is I wanted a better outcome for my family. I wanted to generate more revenue so I can give them a different lifestyle, right? Because in our society, we see it on TV, Bling Empire. You see all these different shows <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, all this money, right? And you're How like, do I do want to that? do that. Exactly, right? So here's the thing. With fear, you are given an illusion. You're given this high, successful life. It looks like tons of money, and then you open a business and you're hoping to do the same thing, you don't have a clue how that you can get there, right? But you're scared. And what happens is when you're in your business and your numbers are not looking where you want to go, you start to get scared. You think I'm a failure. I'm not succeeding, right? And you're somehow we have an illusion that it should happen in one minute. I don't know how, but living in a technology world where everything moves quick, we feel like it should just be tomorrow I should have like $60 million and I'm going to live the life that I wanted to always live. And that somehow was part of my journey when I was younger in my business. I was, I was fearful because I was fearful of failing And I didn't, I thought failure was meaning, I don't know, not accomplishing what I thought I was supposed to accomplish. Right. And That for me is everything because when I have that clear definition of something and I know it's not true, then I could, I could figure out what's actually the truth. And what I've come to learn is one, fear is really not fearful for me anymore because I actually enjoy the unknown. I call it partying in the unknown. And what that actually means is when I go to an event, like I went to a networking event for Party Slate last night in New Jersey and i went by myself i didn't have a plus one and a lot of people do that because it's a comfort level but one i didn't know what to expect i didn't know there was a dress call i didn't know anything right so of course i go i'm like i feel like the only person wearing jeans in the whole room i think i saw one guy wearing jeans and a blazer yeah. and i <laughs> yes and i felt like totally uncomfortable right that's unknowing because i didn't know there was a dress call and there wasn't i called and asked and there was none But everyone was more casual a lot of black i had like this beautiful orange sweater i wear purple lipstick because i'm bold like that right so at first it felt uncomfortable but i was like i love this because i love standing out right and that's part of the unknown right so i go into this place i don't know anyone because the majority of the planners i work with they're in california they're in chicago they're not in new jersey where i actually live like i don't know any of my people and the people i do know i speak to them on zoom not in person, not here, right? It's so weird, but that's me. Um, so I go into this place and I didn't know what to expect. But I know i I knew it was a networking event, and I knew I was gonna meet people because that's me. That's what I do. There could be so much fear in that. It could be fear of going there and not knowing people feeling like I stick out like a sore thumb. But I no longer have fear because the thing about it is that I met so many great people. I got to speak to, I have a store in town. I don't have it, but I mean, I work with them and I do my stationery for them. And the owner's son is also in the event industry. So I met him there, Chris. He does balloons, he's phenomenal. And I started chatting with him. And of course, people welcome you and they're always gonna share you. Once they know you're there, they're, they're just gonna do it, right? And that's the thing. The unknown gave me so many connections so many opportunities and it was amazingly funny. And this is another thing you'll learn about fear. It, it doesn't exist, but there's these little nuggets because I had a meeting today with Betsy from Party Slate way on my calendar. This event, I don't even know how it came into my email. (laughs) I went to the event, guess who's there? Betsy. So I'm like, Betsy, it's Nikisha. We're meeting tomorrow. We're like laughing about this. Right. And this is what i'm this is what i love because when i let go of these limiting thoughts fear there is so much good behind it so much good and i only wish people can recognize it more because it happens to everyone but when you don't actually take time to observe it and you observe all the negative things from fear it's like you don't even see the good you don't you Whatever you pay attention to is all you can see. That's it, right? So if you're just scared of fear because everything you think comes from fear is negative and cold and scary, guess what? Everything is scary. When you have to make that investment in your business in yourself, hell yeah, that's scary. But you don't realize when you do make it how much money you can make from that investment. It's so interesting. And it's so interesting because there are people who do make the investment And they get all these perks, but they still don't even recognize it, right? They're still scared to make another investment. Although this investment was like phenomenal, right? Trust me, I know I'm going through that. We'll we'll (laughs) talk about that one too. Um, And that's the thing about fear, right? Like if you go into it looking for the good, because I promise you, there's so many good things in the unknown and there's sometimes not comfortable things, but what happens is these things, you're always gonna find that out. You're always gonna find a positive spin on it, but you have to have that mind frame. Now, failure. Let's talk about failure, guys. Okay, I can, I can, I can honestly say this, and I know it's true. The first time you do anything in your life, for the first time, you will not succeed. It will not look like how you think it should look. <laughs> point blank, right? Like point blank, like tying your shoelaces will not happen perfectly on the first try. And it's not supposed to, right? Because life is about an experience. Life is about growing. Life is about learning. Failure doesn't exist because it needs to happen for you to know what to do better. So it works even greater the next time. You need to make a mistake. So you go, oh, that didn't work. Let me do this. You need to make the wrong turn. So you go, oh, next time I'm gonna go right. It might take a little bit longer, but I promise you, you're gonna get to where you have to go. And while you're on that route where you made that wrong left turn, you're gonna learn a couple tricks. And those tricks are even gonna be so much more beneficial to you in getting where you gotta go. And it needs to happen because if you made the right the first time, you would have missed out on so many good things. And I want people to know that because failure actually isn't failure. It's just that you have this ideology in your mind and you think, oh, my God, my business should look like this. I should do this. And here's the thing. We all do it differently. But there are tactics that helps us get better places. And those tactics, if you use it, can help you. And we share it as business mentors, as coaches. But can it be done in different ways? Yes. The different ways will take you different times to get there. Yes. So it's up to you to how you want to use it and what you want to do because that the time it does affect your time because you can make 10 left turns. It can still be wrong. It just takes you longer to get to your destination. But if you have a coach or a mentor with you and they show you the right turn, your destination, you get there a little quicker. And that's all it is. And I want people to know that because I want to share one of my stories with you about where I where I felt like I made a big mistake, and it, and it, of course you know what it ties to money. Anything we do with money <laughs> feels like a failure. You know what I mean? Anytime you spend money, oh my god, I like failed when it doesn't come out the way. I oh my this.
0: gosh, yeah, we put so many expectations on money too, and sometimes make a call of whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision too soon before we really let the investment like sink in and play out, right? Like We're like, yes. oh, that was bad. Oh, that was bad. I did the wrong thing instead of yes. like, no, it's working. You just have to give it more time. <laughs> too. It's all about time.
1: And the reason I think what happens with money, people don't recognize, and I think you shared this and you taught me this, that money's a tool. It's a transfer of value. And instead of bartering, we use currency to say, I'll give you this in cash, and you give me the value you have, your skills that you've learned. And I think that was such of a, a big lesson to me. And the other thing that I learned is that when I give someone my money, I don't see it as me giving it away. I go, I'm investing in you. I believe in you. I want to see you grow. So here's something in exchange for what you can do for my life. Right. And that's something that plays In every decision I make now, it's not about, oh my God, it's this much money. Are you crazy? I don't have this. I just started my business. It's more of if I invest in you and you have sold me and what you can offer me, and I believe you and I trust you, then I'm going to let go of this currency. I'm going to give this to you freely and I'm going to do my part because I have to do my part too, right? I just can't think you're going to teach me and not do the action and it's going to, you know, turn into gold. That's not going to happen. So, In regards to where I felt like I failed was my website when I first started. I had invested over $20,000 in an e-commerce website with a company. I don't know if they're still around, Quo Magento. And this was the beginning of my business. I had no plan. I had no guidance. And I thought I knew it all. And I decided to have them build out a website and... What it boiled down to is I closed that website. I had to, I think I started building this website, I would say sometime in 2013, 2014. And then I ended it around 2015, maybe 2016. I was like, I'm done. I shut it down. Like I took it offline. It didn't even do anything for me. So what happened is in that time, I never closed it down when I had that big gap because I felt like, I can't close this down. I spent so much money on it. I made this big investment. Oh my God. But when I closed it down, I was like, I have to let this go because if I don't, I can't move forward, right? Can't keep going. Then there's pain after that because every website I had to start building on my own because I'm not gonna make a big investment like that again, right, I'm not gonna make that mistake. I'm not gonna make that failure again. Every website on my own that I started to do felt painful. I did a Squarespace website that felt painful, but I got through it. I did a um, Shopify website. Even before those two, I had a, a website. I don't know if you guys know. I think it was called, it had a cow in it. I forgot what was the actual company's name, but the word cow was somewhere in it. And... I never felt comfortable doing websites because of the pain that was associated with my first big, big investment for my brand. And then what happened is I kept beating myself up. I kept doubting everything that I did on my website. And so many people were seeing like, "Oh my God, this is so good." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay," you know. Yeah. And for me, that was a big failure because money was associated with it. And at that time, all I did was pay attention to the negative. All I did was see the lack of. Right. Not the fact that I can afford another website, not the fact that I could actually build one. Right. Not the fact that I was capable of sitting down and actually doing a website, because let me tell you, not everyone can do that. Yeah. Right. So what I did later on to correct this, this this feeling within, I reframed it. The investment I made was not a loss, but it was a gain because I was educated during that time how to build a website. I was educated on the terms because I worked so closely with the developers. I learned the lingo. I learned the wireframes. I learned all of these things because I was so a part of that actual journey that I could do a show it website now. And it's pretty easy. They could talk to me and tell me what I need to do. And I don't go, I don't know what that means. I go, oh, I got it. And I could do it in a second.
0: Yeah. Like think about that skill that you earned that you might not have earned without that. And, you know, it's like when we we make, you know, a quote unquote mistake like that, I think the biggest thing about reframing it isn't to say like, oh, that wasn't painful, but it's to let us move forward. Because I at least find with myself when I make a mistake, quote unquote mistake, I have a really hard time moving on from it, you know, being like, okay, what's next? Let's keep going. I just dwell on it. And then it totally like, you know, messes with your forward momentum. Whereas what you're saying when you like reframed it and can you continue to move forward and saw as a gain that that was like such a powerful asset to you in everything else you did going forward.
1: It sure was. It sure was. And it's so true because I did have to go through feelings for it. And I had a lot of feelings. You know, there's so much other stuff because I am a woman, I have kids, I'm married. And for me at that time, my husband was like the breadwinner. So you got to remember when you have that feeling of you're not contributing and you're making mistakes on top of not contributing, it makes you feel crappy. And that's a whole nother subject. But yes, you are contributing because you take care of your household and your kids. You're doing a lot. You're not a stay at home mom, you work just going to put that out there you do a lot um so of course making that made me feel like a failure it made me feel like a mistake in that time but when i was able to reframe it when i was able to first feel the pain then i made a decision to close it down and the pain was of there still because it would show up when i had to make a new website and then I go, Nikisha, the only reason you know how to make a new website and you can jump from all these platforms that are so different is because you've invested in yourself. Right. And I'm very proud of that because in that situation, what it also showed me, which is one of my biggest mantras today, I am capable of anything and everything. And trust me, that for me, even me saying now, it stems feelings. I get feelings within because there are times we doubt what we can and can't do. That's where kind of fear comes from, failure. We doubt ourselves. We doubt, are we able to do this? And then you could only imagine how much stuff you've done, but you never see it. You never pay attention to it. It's like we ignore everything we achieved and only focus on everything we haven't achieved. Right? So when I was able to reframe it and see it and go, oh my God, like right now, I just built my show it website. I got a copywriter because that's the only thing that's always a challenge. So I go, I could trust as someone and I found my people and they gave me all the copy. And in doing that, I had to do the design and I felt so good doing it. I didn't feel that chip on my shoulder. I have it out. I have to publicly say I have it I haven't done that because sometimes I go, do I really have to do that? But I guess it's just part of the process of publicly announcing it. But it felt so good to do it. And I did it without the feeling of, oh my God, this is not going to work. Oh my God, this is going to be a failure. Oh my God, no one's going to like it. You know what I mean? That's a big success for me because of the experience I went through. If I didn't go through that, that doing another website wouldn't feel successful, right? So That's the thing about failure. It has so many perks to it, because you will get through it. And you will see the positive if you decide to observe the positive. You just have to be mindful, right? There's always two sides. And choose the side you want to see, the fear or the partying in the unknown, or the failure or the success in failure because you've gotten really good at what you've been doing for a while.
0: you're feeling burned out or stuck in your creative business, we want to invite you to join our self-paced business coaching course, Danger School. It's full of audio and video lessons, plus a workbook, templates, and coaching examples and assignments. So you can break out of pricing plateaus, reignite your joy in your business, and bring in financial abundance. Our clients have been able to double and triple their revenue, create more space in their personal lives, land dream projects, get major features and give back to their communities. You can download and listen to these lessons on your phone just like this podcast and we have lots of clients who go back to certain sections again and again when they need a, to break out of a rut. You can find this course and all of our coaching offerings at dangerschool.com. Now back to our episode. I remember this from, I mean, this is like back in college, but I was a music major and I remember the moment when I realized that what I was majoring in, I didn't want to do my whole life. And it was like the second year of college, you know, it was like really early. (laughs) And I just, I was so bent on like, what if I make the wrong decision? How am I supposed to make the right decision? What if I choose to major in this one thing? And then I change my mind and you know now down the road so many of us know that like it works out and it's okay if you pick the wrong major you'll still get a job in something yes. else you can still have so many options down the road but now i'm doing some like coaching and consulting with with a college and seeing people in that space of mm-hmm. what if i make the wrong decision and right. just knowing that like there's not really a wrong one like one will lead to the next one which will lead to the next one and the people i met in music school i still work with today in different ways so it's you know i i could spend a ton of time dwelling on making that wrong decision or could right. choose to move forward into the into the opportunities that come came out of that
1: right and the one thing i love that you said that helps me a lot also is that every interaction you have with a person leads to a new path of something that can be great you know what I mean? And that was the other part that helps me know that being fearful was for me it doesn't really exist. Because every connection I have with a human being, like you and I, the way we connected was me doing a form for danger school. Like, you know, and getting in that. And and look where we are today. Did we know this was going to happen? No. You know what I mean? It's been a, a tremendous ride having my business because it has allowed me to find things out about myself that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know I had this power of motivating people. I didn't know I had the power of clearly expressing the way I speak and how I do things. Because for me, when I was younger, that was criticized. So of course, when something's criticized, you don't ever do it. But these are elements I would never have known if I didn't do the On the unknown right like if I was always playing it safe I wouldn't know any part of this side without having a business because that's what it's done
0: and I think the thing that you've hit on a couple times is going into new like even though you're scared going into new situations and being open so Mm -hmm. like when we invest in something maybe it's for our business or a new um new networking thing or going to a conference if you go in being like I'm scared to do this and the only way that this is going to be worth it is if this specific person becomes my best friend and we like ride off into the sunset together you know what I mean like if you set something very clear of like this is the only way this will be successful or If I get a music degree, the only way I'll be successful is if I'm on the top of the billboard charts in 10 years, you know, like instead of saying I'm making this choice to go into this unknown space despite my fear and I'm open to what comes out of it. And so now I don't know if you feel this way, but when I invest in something, like I just went to a mastermind in New York and I was like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know if this is going to be helpful. I don't even know if I'm going to like this coach. I'm just going to try it and be open to what comes from it. And I had so much, I had such a more enjoyable time, made more connections with people. And I'm like, I just was more open to the experience of what could happen from it. Instead of saying the only way this is successful is if X Y Z happens,
1: right? You feel that and yes, and I like that you shared that because I transformed in twenty nineteen, yeah, in the fall of twenty nineteen, and I had to do a journey in the last two years, and the transformation came from that. I invested in someone who was a stationer. And what I did is I did have an intention. I was like, I would like to go in here because she was going to share her quoting, how she does quotes. I'm like, I'm going in for this. Like, this is what I'm going for. I'm, I'm looking forward to how she shared. I want to learn more. And in, in all of that came out with a fire in my gut because I was like, oh, Nikisha, you got to get your game. Cause this is just what she shared with us was how she could generate a good amount of revenue for doing a little bit of work and not a little bit of work, but she hired outsource where I was home doing everything and beating myself up half of the time for nothing for very low revenue so I got what I needed which was not even really anything I really needed the the thing I needed was the fire in my gut you know I was so happy I got that and was I even thinking that was coming of course not yeah and it's amazing because the journey I took with her like when I was in that class and then the journey I took I understand her class her offering for two days that weekend so much more than I did when I was physically there so it kept paying me and I didn't know that you know what I mean so you are 100% right it's about one you can have an intention but it doesn't have to be so specific it doesn't have to be besties you know we're going to be going around the world or I'm going to be on a pop chart somewhere it doesn't have to be that it could just be I'm doing this because I'm opening up myself to possibilities possibilities that will allow me to grow, possibilities that will lead to an experience that will be life-worthy. Life-worthy experience is what I I enjoy. And when I say that, anytime I leave my home, right, I figure I'm not in a safe place. My probabilities get, you know, because I'm driving an accident, anything can occur. And I always go to myself, I did really well. I'm really grateful, Because if anything happens to me, I know I lived my life full out, right? I didn't go, "Hmm, I'm not gonna do that. Oh my God, I'm not gonna speak to that person because they're just too cool for me. I'm gonna walk up to every person that I think is beautiful, that I love something about them, and I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna introduce myself and get an introduction of who they are. I don't care if they have one follower on IG or 10,000 followers. I wanna know their story. That's how I see it, right? I want to know that everyone's a human being. So when I engage in with them, that's how I see them. I want to know their story because we all have one. And that makes me excited because I know they've been through crap just like anyone else and they've overcome it. And I want to know how did you overcome that? What you did, because the little bit we share a little bit we can give to someone else. And it's a small gift. And sometimes it's not recognized, but later on it becomes recognized when they have to face the same experience. So for me, I've come to a place where failure and fear no longer exist for me, because if they did, they would stop me from doing so many great things. And I don't want that. I want to know when it's time for me to go, I'm like, I can leave. And I know up to this day that it was freaking phenomenal.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: I kind of, as a joke, say um, when something, you know, when something I do does fail, because honestly, I, you you know, by society's Mm -hmm. standards, things I do fail all the time. Um, (laughs) And every time it happens, I just say, well, that's more material for my book, which is like. May or may not be something I ever write. But to me, it's it's kind of that idea of like collecting experiences and being like, I would much rather feel like I experienced all the things good and bad in life than sitting at home and being afraid to go out and try. And yes. that to me is a full, fully lived life. Um, But I've also been in the place where it is, it is so so scary to walk outside my house or put myself out there in different ways that it really is, you just kind of, you fester in that feeling. And I Mm. totally empathize with people in that place. Um, do you have any thoughts or any small actions, small mindset reframes that might help someone that's like, I'm in this place in my business. I don't want to be every year I'm back in the same place. I'm afraid Mm. to try anything new. Cause what if I make the wrong mistake? What if I invest in the wrong person? What if I try the wrong thing and everybody hates me? Like, what would you say to that person that really can't move their feet are just stuck in the quicksand?
1: The first thing I usually do with that person is say, for example, they say, what if I invest this money and nothing comes about it? And then I go, what if you invest that money and..." you gain 20, 30,000 more, right? And when I do that, I want them to express to me how it felt to even think of, oh my God, what if that happened, right? What is, What happens with the other possibility? There are always two choices. One choice is, yeah, you're going to fail. And one choice is you're going to succeed. And somehow as human beings, we always choose the side of failure. And I don't know what that is, I truly don't. I don't know if it's because we're in a world where we get news 24-7 about all the negative things that can happen to you. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So sometimes in speaking to people, it's hard because subconsciously they're affected by that, right? It's like brainwashing. That's all they see.
0: Self-preservation, right? We're all wired for survival. Right, right. Survival now feels like acceptance by the masses or you know, social acceptance or exactly, Exactly,
1: it. right. So the question is when they say things like that, you have to at least one, bring up the other option, right? And then you want them to express how that feels because I promise you when they do feel it, it feels pretty damn good. And then when it feels good and you know that's a possibility, the question is then how do we take those steps to that? And it's all through experimenting, We cannot assume that you're going to do something and it's going to make it. And it can, depending on how much faith you have in yourself. Anything is possible in my eyes. But we need to take steps. And I learned that from my coach, right? What's your goals? Let's set that out. What is it you're looking to do? And then we need to actually do it together. I don't like any time when I mentor. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable when I mentor. And I don't do the work with you. That's why I never call it coaching because coaching feels like I tell you what to do, then you do it. But for me, I want to do a little deeper. How can I do it? We need to write your process down. Let me ask you questions. Let me type it out for you so we can actually look at it and see it, you know, and get all those wonderful things in your mind on paper. So I usually ask them so we can reframe it. We we see the other opportunity and we want to just kind of sit in that. How will you feel? Um, And here's the other thing too. You need a mantra, you need it every morning and every night, you need that. You need to wake up saying something. You have to say one, I'm worth it. Make that it, it's so simple. I am worth it. Every morning you say it when you wake up, every night when you go to bed, I am worth it. When you're in the store and you're like contemplating on buying like me, no sea socks and they're like 14 bucks. And you're like, no, I'll just put it in my, my wish list or my save list for later. I don't know why I did that. I'm going to have to say, no, I'm worth it because if I could spend $400 on equipment for someone else, I surely can spend 14 bucks on no CM socks, like no-see-socks. So we need mantras to kind of reset our subconscious. And I want people to do that. If anything, you need to find that one statement, that I am statement. Every morning and every night, you need to write it, you need to read it, but you need to actually commit to yourself because that's the other problem. People want to change, but they don't want to commit to the work to change. And no one's asking you to go out there and buy a special colorful notebook with all these positive affirmations on them just to put one statement in it. Get a stinking piece of paper. You can rip it in half. You can do whatever you want, Write I am what it is. Stick it on your wall with some scotch tape. (laughs) (laughs) stick it in front of your computer desk. That's it. You know what I mean? Keep it simple and just do it, right? That's something that I struggle with when people say, I want to try something. I go, that doesn't make sense because when you're trying, you know when someone goes, they see some form of food and they go, I want to try that. And then they pick it up and they eat it. And I'm like, you're not trying it because you're actually eating it, right? You're actually doing the action. You're You're not trying it. it. Yeah. You're doing it. So don't try anything. You either do it or you don't. And when it boils down to everything, it falls on you. Everything that has been an asset to my life fell on the choices I made. When you presented an opportunity for a scholarship for Danger School, I had to actually fill out the form. Hell yes, before I filled out the form, I was like, I'm not going to get this. I'm not worthy she's not going to choose me. I can't do this. And then I had to reframe it. Thank God I had that knowledge and I had to go, no, just do it. And whatever
0: happens happens, but you won't ever know if you don't actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know? It's, it's interesting. I I say this to when I'm coaching people too, I'm like, I've told all of you to pitch me on an idea. I've told you to pitch me on an idea and I'll hire you. If you pitch an idea that I like, and no one does it, you know, and it's just interesting to be like, you have to do the thing to, you know, you have to pitch the thing. You have to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And I think that discomfort is so like, we have a really hard time wanting to live in that discomfort of doing something that doesn't come easy to us or um, something that doesn't feel natural to us and like learning to expand our capacity. And I'm the same thing. I still like, I know what I need to do and the sales calls I need to do and the outreaches I need to do, but it's not comfortable. And so I'm afraid to do it, you know, but like, it's like expanding that capacity to do the things that are uncomfortable.
1: Right. But here's the thing for everyone out there who's listening everything uncomfortable equals growth. There is no other way. I promise you in every moment in your life where you grew, there was some friction. I promise you there was some discomfort. No one was like skipping down the road, easy, breezy, and was like, I'm learning so many great things while skipping down the road. No, you skip, you fell and bruised your skin, and you learned okay, if I skip on the sidewalk, it's better than the street. You learned something. Our uncomfort is the opportunity to gain so much. And that's what we don't see. So last night, when I chose to go to that event by myself, uncomfortable, but there was an opportunity for growth. And somehow deep down, I just knew if I go, there's going to be someone I know, or I'm going to get to know someone and both happen. And it's, it's fun because what it does, it first one, it knocks people off of their, you know, balance because they're not used to that. They're not used to having anyone walk up to them, introduce themselves. I wanted to create experiences with people, you know, um, there's that camera that goes in a circle and you stand on the podium and dance. Yeah. And I had met um, a young lady there and I was like, let's go create an experience together. And we did that. And I have a video of us doing it. What? Did I know her before that night? No, but why not? We're in a party environment where there's a live band, there's food, why not, right? You gotta understand, sometimes people don't recognize that what they're going through, We we all can be there. And I was definitely there. But I I needed something more. I just wasn't happy just being. That doesn't serve me. And I don't think it serves a lot of people. Um, And in order for that, I had to go through some uncomfortable moments. Really uncomfortable moments. Frustrated. Want to pull all my hair out. Uncomfortable moments. And I can promise you in all those uncomfortable moments today as I sit here and speak with you, every one of them have given me a phenomenal gift a gift of knowledge, a gift of capability, a gift to the point where I can go out into the world and be sure of who I am. And that's big. That is big for a woman of color. That's big for a Black woman who lives in the wonderful United States, especially in this time. Um, It means a lot to me to be able to because there's a lot of space and doubt for women, period. And I'm just tired of it. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? And I decided to make a change for myself and I hope for the people I interact with, for them to see their worth and their value. Because there's so many incredible people, but their fear keeps them from doing incredible things. And it's frustrating because I'm like, I would love the world to see what you're capable of. And sometimes we think we need the world, but you don't. You just need your people. And your people are waiting for you, I promise you. They're waiting for you and what you have to offer. And trust me, your skill and ability is not for everyone. It is for your people. And your people doesn't need to be 10 million, you know, a whole bunch of people. It just needs to be for who it is. And when you can actually do that, you're serving your purpose, which all of us are trying to figure out, right? And we all have one because that's why we got a talent, that's why we do what we do. So it's just, I don't know, it's amazing. And I'm grateful for it every morning when I wake up. I'm very grateful, I'm just grateful I'm breathing because that gives me another you know, opportunity to be uncomfortable, gives me another opportunity to meet people, laugh, and share a story.
0: Yeah, no. that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the best advice that I still carry with me is when friends or mentors are like, listen, you don't have to have whether it's photography or music or coaching, you don't have to have photography that every single person buys. You need 10 people a year to hire you and to love what you do. And when you or, you know, with dating, which I love talking about marketing and dating and business and dating, it's like.
1: Yes. You're not trying
0: to have every single person on that app fall in love with you. You just are looking yeah. for the one and it can be super frustrating. But if you have that clear, that clarity of like, I'm just looking for that one, that's going to be a really good fit for me. Then it doesn't matter if this one unmatches or this one says no, yes. or a ghost on a date. You're like, okay, that wasn't the one. Cool. Check that one off the list. You know, like exactly. it, it takes some of that, like, I need everyone out there to accept me and brings it more back to um, there's there are the right people out there. We just need to be showing our authentic self and facing those fears so that we can find the other people that are doing the same thing or wanting the same thing.
1: Exactly. And the other side of it, too, is you need to be intentional, right? Because if you're dating, you're looking for someone to share your life with as a partnership, That person has to have maybe features or personality traits that you believe will be a great fit for you. And in order for you to do that, you do need to acquire a list. It's like in business, right? I know for a fact that I work exclusively with planners. I made that change because working with couples felt like one night stands to me. They were done and gone. Like, and I'm not that person. I love loyalty and commitment. It's just who I am by nature. So planners, for me, work really well because I get to actually become a partner in their world. I get to help them. I get to serve. And that's important for me. But I don't serve any and everyone. I serve people who have a good heart. I serve people who love to laugh. I love to serve people who find joy in creating beautiful designs for their clients and their couples. I love working with people who want their couples to have a memorable evening and know that they were able to contribute to that. I love people who are friendly, who are positive. I don't need anyone yelling at me or verbally abusing me. Yeah. I don't want anyone ever making me feel less than because they all of a sudden have 50,000 followers and they think they're more important than me rather than seeing me as a partner. I don't want to ever work with a planner that goes, if I send people your way, you pay me a 10% or 5% behind their clients back because that for them, that feels... Unethical. Um, those are my lists. Those are my intentional people. When I put that list, I don't even need to put it out. I could just be very clear about it. Trust me, those people don't usually find me because there's something about me that radiates that goes, she's not my person. And I'm okay with that. But the people who are for me, they go, Nikisha, I love you and I want to work with you. And I go, I am looking forward to being of service to you. Right. So it's the same thing. You also have to do the work. And finding out who is it that you would like to attract, because you will attract them once you get really clear. And I'm grateful I had guidance to educate me on that and teach me that. And um, once I got really clear about that, even selling, oh my God, I I don't even know how to express to you. One and foremost, selling is not my my thing. I don't do it. I didn't. I don't know like how to, like I didn't learn. You know, I did a program. And even when I got the program, I got the information. So you can get information and you're like, okay, now you have information. You're like, what do I do with this? Because I don't know how to organize it. Because that's the thing about courses. You get a a slew of information in, but now you don't know how to make it fit into what you created, right? It's like jumbo. It's like a whole bunch of mixed up stuff. And I remember getting that, but then I did hire a coach because that's a one-on-one experience. So they refine everything. And when I got that, the clarity, the conversations, right? It got really clear to the point when I have a sales call, because I have calls, a discovery call, a proposal call. I don't just send proposals out and you got to figure that crap out on your own. We go through a really, you know, dating process. I tell my couples all the time we're dating. And um, I'm so good at it that I love when I can convert somebody on a call. It's so easy because I'm not selling you anything. All I'm telling you is how I can serve you and how that experience will be for you. And making sure I commit to you where if something feels uncomfortable, you have the room to tell me it's uncomfortable because you're not going to hurt my feelings because remember my intention is to serve you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. If you're really clear about your sales calls and you're clear about what you're offering to your clients, that fear dissipates. That fear of, oh my God, I need this money. Are they going to invest in me? You know what I mean? That fear of, oh oh my God, like what's going to happen? Oh my God, if I call them. I used to think before I did my proposal calls and I would have a discovery call and I was taught that you should have a proposal call. Before that, I would go, no one wants to speak to me more than once. Where the hell did I get that from? Right? Like, oh, they're not going to want to talk to me. Oh my God, I'm bothering them. right and I was like wait a minute these people are spending over what 5k with me I better be speaking to them I want to make sure I like them I don't want to work for them and they like abusing me up and down in every email mother-in-law jumps out father-in-law father I was like no I don't want that so I was really intentional about that and it just makes it easier and it's it's even interesting because remember these couples come through planners, right? That means my planner has to know who I am. So could you imagine when a planner sends you a couple and they just convert right away? They convert because one, they trust their planner. And two, after speaking to me, they go, okay, we're we're good. Sometimes they throw all their money at me and I'm like, hold up. I'm not taking all of it yet, because I need to I need to tell you what's happening. And even that is a compliment in itself. They don't know it's a compliment. But to me, I'm like, I'm grateful for that. And, and to know someone trust me that way, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything to jeopardize that. Right. Um, I'm I promise you, things feel fearful because sometimes when you lack clarity, that's where it comes from, you know, the unknown. But if you gain clarity with the understanding that something's great is coming your way you'll see the shift, but you have to be willing to want that you really do.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and, and adding to that, I think the clarity, we want to see 10 steps down the road, instead of being like with each step, you gain more perspective and more clarity to take the next step. So it's okay. If you don't know all 10 steps, when you take your first step, each step gives you more information and. And helps you move forward with integrity. So um, I love that. Nikisha. what's something that you are, um, that feels scary for you right now or that you're trying or something new that you're excited about that you're, and maybe scary is not the right word, something you're excited about that you're ready to try?
1: So I'm happy you asked me that because I I still go through my moments, right? So right now, this year, I generated um, revenue that I never did before, which felt really good. And I did it in the first six, six, four five months of the year. That's where the bulk of my work came in and I did it. And it felt really good because I was doing a new process, testing it out, of course, because that's what we do. We experiment as business owners. And in doing that, it gave me more resources to elevate and build my website out, do other things. So we have another year coming up, right? And in this industry, you never feel like, is it going to happen the same way it did before, right? That was my issue. That was always my issue. I generated this much, but is it going to happen again? I don't know, you know? Um, And what I'm understanding from my coach was that just keep being me and who I am, social bug, always chatting, always meeting people. I'm good. It's my floodgates are open. So I say that that's my mantra that I'm using now. But I have an opportunity to work with someone who can help me. I don't know if you're familiar with Michelle, would be Sage. Mm-hmm. And she is going to work with me on my financials because here's the thing, as a business owner, I am loving the business side of it. I know you creatives love your creative side. But what I do in my brand is I create a place where I do the business and my artists can do their art. So I don't ask them to do both things, ask them to do what they love. And I will do the other part because I, I love doing the systems, the sales process, all of that. So in doing that, I would like to get to know my numbers and prioritize where am I going to put my return, where am I going to put my investment for my brand, so I can build this brand that I'm working on. And even though I'm ready to do it, because for me it doesn't, it feels a little financial, but I know the decision's already made. Like I, am like, no, Michelle, I'm going to work with you. Now I have to get the courage to go. I'm going to invest in blindly with you because I've made 2023 commitments. I'm going to um engage in December of 2023. I am doing emergence with Samantha um in April. So I've made these commitments. My whole 2023 travels, I have personal vacations in it, all booked out, all on the calendar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all I'm I'm one of those people. I would I'm good with that. I love doing it. Um that tells you how much I love living. I love it. Um so I did all of those commitments, but I am responsible. I want to make sure my commitments are completed. So right now with Michelle it's a large investment and it's so much worth it. I'm not ever doubting it. I I am the number doesn't even bother me cuz I can do it. But the question is do I want to push myself to that feeling because I I need, you know, I need more jobs to make me feel comfortable going in. But the funny part is I learned this lesson before right? It's always weird because you learned something before, but you still don't act on it. Like I said, it's just this weird thing. That's what bothers me. It's not trusting, right? So when I said I learned that before, when I worked with my coach, same thing. It was an investment point that I wasn't comfortable with. And I had to make, I had to make that. I had to actually say, yes, I'm going to do it. And when I did it, I was in the same position not feeling comfortable with my income. But when I did it, that's why I had a phenomenal year this year, right? Because of that person where their numbers no longer mattered. So here I go again, having the same opportunity with someone else. And I'm holding back because that feeling I have of, I don't know if I should invest now because will my floodgates open? I'm doubting my mantra. You see that? Like I'm giving mixed signals, right? I have this idea that my floodgates are open, but subconsciously that safe place. Cause you know, my subconscious loves keeping me safe. It goes, Nikisha, you don't know if you're going to get something next year to pay all your bills. And I'm like, do I listen to you or do I just go screw you and keep going? Right. So it's so funny. Cause I love even sharing this because it allows me to know if I'm going to speak on it, then I have to do it. I have to hold myself accountable for that. So for me, and it's not hard. I I And that's the thing, Kristen, I know it's not hard. Like I can do it. I know I could do it. I can invest in this in age and be fine. I am very sure of it. So what stops me? And it is so much that safe place, not wanting to put anyone in danger, not wanting to do anything weird, but I just need to go for it. And even to reserve my space minimal, so minimal. And do I need her? Yes, because there's so many opportunities like party slate, like the OFD Collective with Megan. Um, Those are two things I would like to do. So yes, I need Michelle. So Michelle can guide me and we can actually put a plan together of every time I generate revenue where I'm putting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the funniest thing and that's why I smile when you mentioned to me about what am I scared about right now? And that's it. But I just need to like, it's it's so risky. It's like, is it a good risk? It's a very good risk. So why not do it, right? Um, And I want to do it. So I have to see, even after this call, I have to like debate on what. It's a weird feeling. And I wish sometimes I had a partner in my business to go, should we, should we not? But you, when you're by yourself, it's so hard because you have to kind of go through that on your own.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that. That's exciting. That's super exciting. It is.
1: It is. It's yeah. everything full of emotions. <laughs>
0: well, if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you and your work?
1: So, in regards to if you love hearing this and you feel like I'm someone who can be of service to you in your business endeavors, I would definitely say you can DM me or check me out at NK Focus Period Formula. That is my business mentoring program. And if you want to see my work with the design house, that will be NK design period house. So an NK design house, you see all our work and how we show up in the world for our planners. And if you're like, Nikisha, I would like to schedule a call with you because I have some things I want to just figure out. I just need help with. We do a one hour consult, and you can DM me and I can share that information with you.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, talking about fear and failure. Um, I know it's been super helpful for lots of people that listen, including myself. So thanks for being here and can't wait to see all the work you continue to do in the world.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm.
0: This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community and we'll see you again next time.